Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Brendan Escott pinch hitting for Bob Stoffer. Bob will be back tomorrow. He is flying home from California today, so I got the call up for the second time in, well, I guess it's been exactly seven days. Appreciate you tuning in on Oilers Now. It's all brought to you by Digitex, trusted by 630Chad. Visit their new e-commerce site, and you can order supplies, printers, and more at digitex.ca. We will get to an interview with Brad Lauer, head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings, a little later on. That'll come after the 1.30 news. For now, we do want to open up the phone lines, the text lines. Let's hear from you. Uh, obviously, you're listening because you want a chance to uh, to have your voice heard. And, and frankly, you're probably a little bit tired of mine right now. So we'll, uh, we'll fire that right up. We've got Chris from Phoenix on the line. Chris, what's going on, my man? Nothing, man. Just uh, want to say that I've been an, a lifelong Oilers fan since I was in the fourth grade. I'm a 40 year old. Um, you know, the the issues. Are you guys still there? Yeah. What's, oh, ahead. sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm in. I'm in, you know, I'm in the outskirts of Phoenix. So I'm. Uh, I, I get spotty service. But anyway, uh, the issue. I don't have any issues with the players because it's not the players' fault that they get signed to contracts or they get traded for. And it's definitely not the coach's fault. I had no issue with Tom, with uh, McClellan. I have no issues with Hitch. The problem is, is I don't think we have enough horses to 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 win some of these games. Like other than the top line, which we d- depending on who we put up there, we only really have three star forwards, and of course, one of them is a, a generational. The other one can be classified as a superstar in in, in Drysital. And McDavid obviously is generational, and 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 Nuge uh, and is rounding out into let's face it, an amazing two-way center. I've always loved Nuge, and I always will. And if we ever trade him, I swear to God, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something harsh. But anyway, um, <laughs> the issue, the, the the major issues I have with Shirelli is 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 not his his uh, lower tier trades or acquisitions. But let's let's face it, the the, the Chason, I was. Thrilled when he signed the PTO. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the Talbot original trade, where we sort of fleeced the Rangers for him, and I, I was kind of say that uh, it was uh, Sather uh, once an Oiler, always an Oiler, kind of giving us a, a break. It's the the top end trades where he has lost every single one, dating back to, to Boston. And and when we trade, I hate to harp on this, and and I thought we were all going to get over it, but when he traded Hall. Uh, actually, before he traded Hall, we had um, a, a, a really good forward core. Um, we had an average to media or mediocre to average at best defense. Um, I don't think anybody can disagree with that. After the Hall trade, we went from the good forward core that we had to a worse forward core, and our defense is still mediocre to average. And and that's what's frustrating is is just he has not he has not lived up to making us a better team. We are not better in the Pacific. Let's face it, we're 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 pathetic right now in the Pacific, and the Pacific isn't even that strong of a division. Mm-hmm. That's what I have issues with. And and 
and he I don't think I, I don't see him sabotaging this team, but you know he he has unwillingly sabotaged this team by some of the moves that he's that he's made, some of the big big uh, big name moves that he has done. Uh, I I hope that uh, you know. You know, Hitchcock can uh, can help out and at least uh, point us in the right direction, but I just don't know. I'm, I'm kind of worried. Uh, I love this team. I will always love this team. I will live and die, bleed copper and blue, and that's all I have, and uh, great show. Okay, Bye. appreciate it, Chris. Thank you so much. So, you know, there's a lot to, to take in there, and uh, you don't want to sit here and say that Shirelli sabotaged the team. To me, sabotaging means that you're deliberately making something you know, worse than what it was. And what's gone on is the roster, as we all know, was constructed for a brand of hockey that isn't necessarily played anymore. And it's a cap strap franchise. We could beat the dead horse. We do beat the dead horse with that frequently on this show. And uh, unless he's able to offload one of those contracts, there's not really going to be much of an avenue for him to kind of undo what's happened right now. So then that onus falls on, well, first and foremost, the players to start living up to their potential. If it's not something systematically that's hindering the the underperforming players, then it's on them to step up and have some pride more so than anything. I mean, you listen to the show every day. You know exactly how passionate the fan base is. And they deserve to see a winning hockey team. I haven't been in this city that long. I don't know to, to the extent of the suffering. That was an outlier on that for a long time. And having been here now for a few years, it's it's easy to see exactly how passionate everybody is. But to me, the onus is every bit on the players. And now with the position that Hitchcock's been put in, you heard John Shannon say it. This was a move to make a quick fix to a team so that the playoffs are still in consideration this year. And you heard Chris from Phoenix say that. The Pacific Division right now, my friend, is wide open. So the Oilers would be, they would behoove themselves to be able to figure out right now how they can make a push for this year if that's something that is possible. Keep the calls coming on the Oilers Now hotline for River Creek Casino, 780-496-0063. Of course, text us. Text me on the Heartland Ford text line as well. 630-630. That one is for Heartland Ford. If you think all dealerships are the same, think again. Experience buying a vehicle on your terms with no pressure at Heartland Ford. We'll go to that text line right now. Rod from Edmonton says, Brendan, you and Bob have been pumping the same crap for 12 years. I was 12 12 years ago. I was a Canucks fan 12 years ago. This one comes in right now from Whitecourt, Alberta. Listen, we need a goaltender, bottom line. Look at Calgary. We can beat them every night if our goaltender plays strong and they're in first place in the Pacific. Calgary's a really good hockey team right now. And you you can see goaltending be the difference for some teams. There's nights with Edmonton where it has been, but obviously you're not going to sit here and pretend that that's the full extent of the problem. Riddick stole them. Riddick didn't steal game, that, the game, the Battle of Alberta, last Saturday night. But he certainly kept them in it, stopping a handful of breakaways and making sure that that lead wasn't 5-2 going into the third because then the Oilers would have come out on top. 
This is from Fairview. Chris from Fairview. He says, hey, guys, just wondering what your thoughts on the defense are. To me, it feels like as a team, they're holding on to the idea that Andre Sekera can come back from injury and be the savior on the back end. I personally am of the school of thought that it's going to be very tough for somebody of Sekera's age. He's mid-30s now, and he is coming off not only a, a blown-up knee, but a torn Achilles as well. That's going to be a tough one for him to perform at his peak. Is he going to be above the the replacement levels, if you will, the, the kind of bottom six guys that float in and out of the lineup, the garrison on a PTO, the Gravel, who uh, his game is certainly not as well-rounded as somebody like Sekera, but if Sekera playing at his peak now is going to be Sekera at 75%, that's going to be, uh, <laughs> that's going to be tough to lean on, and that's another big contract that the team is going to have to dance around. Simply put. This comes in from Dan at Edmonton, says, Hey, Brendan, who cares what a line is called? Last season, people complained about a lack of spark from Cassian, and can you tell me that you can't see an improvement in his play? He may not have scored, but that line has been able to pin some teams with the forecheck. I don't care if they're called Hitch's hitmen. They work well together, and some goals should come. They have been doing what they've been assembled to do. And you're right on that. In the forechecking, I think that from what I've seen, the forecheck has been excellent on that line. And you're not going to look, you're not going to expect a lot of goals out of them. If you're expecting goals from Milan Lucic still, I ask you to really think long and hard about what kind of player Lucic is. It doesn't matter what he gets paid. And that's the nice thing about Hitchcock when he came in here is he had the... uh, the, the mindset of it doesn't matter what a guy gets paid. I'll play a guy in the lineup where he's best suited. That's what he's done with that line. We have Nez calling from Mexico right now. And he wonders why the oil, the, uh, the Oilers organization has zero excuses for why they're bad. Nez, what's going on, my friend? Hello. Nez, are you there? Yes, I'm here. All right, go ahead. Yeah, just wondering, the organization that's had the, the number of Number one draft picks the Oil have had over the last seven years, and the team is struggling. And you look at other teams like Toronto gets one number one draft choice, and look where they're going. Buffalo gets a, uh, a top draft choice, and they're nine and zero. And the Oilers uh, just continue to uh, uh, prove the uh, the definition of insanity. Uh, different circumstances, I think. And this isn't me trying to make a bundle of excuses, Nez, but Buffalo was, with Jack Eichel on their team, also not very good for quite a while. The addition of Jeff Skinner has really helped them out this season, obviously up to 17 goals now and and having a career year. So that's helped. As far as Toronto goes, it's all their top picks have panned out. That seems to be the difference, and that falls on player scouting, in my opinion, Nez, where you've got Nylander, who I think was an eighth overall pick, and he's obviously a very potent goal scorer for Toronto. Mitch Marner was number four overall. He has been dynamite. Austin Matthews was... Hey, he was a number one pick for a reason, and he's the, the franchise centerman that they were looking for, and he's been playing accordingly. Right. At some point, that team, though, is going to run into the same problem with the salary cap that the Oilers are having right now because not all of those players are going to be able to make the kind of money that they're worth. And then I think you'll see that 
that trend perhaps take take the same direction where they have to bring in guys on PTO or get performances out of players who aren't their top draft picks? Well, in my in my opinion, the Oilers are paying so much, several players way too much money, and a guy like Lucich should be playing in Bakersfield. But as far as I'm concerned, Shirelli has not done anything concrete to improve the team. He traded away the top left-wing scorer for five consecutive years for a so-so defenseman. He hasn't brought in the top goalie. He hasn't improved the defense, and he hasn't found anybody to play with uh, Connor McDavid. So I, I feel it's unfortunate that the coaches are taking the brunt of this because I, I really don't think it's coaching. I mean, they've tried to, you know, how many coaches have the others had in the last 10 years? Mm-hmm. Nothing seems to change. So that the change has to come right from the top and right from the owner. Maybe the owner uh, isn't committed to winning. Maybe he doesn't care. I don't know. But uh, Shirelli, uh, there's a reason he was kicked out of Boston. He hasn't done anything to improve the Oilers' team. And uh, I watched the game last night. They didn't. I don't think they won a face-off in the first period. And uh, on the game against Anaheim, uh, Dreisaitl, who's an excellent player, should have got assists on both Anaheim goals. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? It's sometimes you just don't get the bounces. I think Naz really appreciate the call, my friend. Take care. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Jump back into the Heartland Ford text line. This comes in from Killam, Alberta, as well. It says, "Sorry, sorry, Nez. The Toronto Maple Leafs have been trying to improve since 1967." That's kind of where I was trying to go with that one. Where yes, they're excellent now. They don't. They don't have the problem that the Oilers do, and the reason that the Oilers have this cap problem outside of the contracts that have been signed to players who are not necessarily earning that money is the fact that they don't have those young players that are in on those entry-level contracts contributing right away. Matthew Barzell scored 80-plus points last year, and he makes not very much money. Braden Point, same thing down in Tampa, not very much money. I'm not just a parrot for Bob here, folks, but I'm going to tell you that the best teams in this league get contributions from guys who make under a million dollars, and that's just how it is. That's that's how it is. That's how it's been. We're going to step aside here. It's uh, 118 in Edmonton, and uh, when we come back, we'll get to some more texts, some more opinions, some more thoughts, some more grievances as Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's Brendan Escott today. Bob Stoffer traveling back from the California road trip. He will be back tomorrow, of course. The Oilers, two wins in their last 10 games. And we'll touch a little bit more on why after I tell you that some guests on this show receive gift cards to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, downtown Northside, and now in Sherwood Park again. Text comes in on the Heartland Ford text line, 630-630 from Edmonton. It says, what do you mean this is on the players? Give me a break. They traded Hall and Everly for Larson and Strom is the problem. Paying Lucic over $6 million years, or $6 million a year, rather, is the problem. Therefore, the GM has to go. Common theme on the text line today. Until that happens, the Oilers still have to go out and play hockey every couple of nights, and they have to play it to the best of their abilities. Right now, the team is what the team is, and you can bellyache all you want. 
but at some point the team has to get out and and do the job. 10, 11, and 2, 6th in the Pacific Division are the Oilers. They're 24th in the league in goals 4 per game, scoring just under 3. They're 24th in the league in goals against per game, allowing 3.3. Power play's looking pretty good this year, wouldn't you say? 11th in the league, 21.6%. Chason, since he's slotted into that top unit, has been a welcome addition, and that was something that a lot of you Oilers fans were calling for. A lot of you guys are a hell of a lot smarter than I am when it comes to this hockey team. So I'll just throw that out there right now for all you giving me flack on the text line right now for saying you're pretty presumptuous for a 24-year-old kid. Well, hey, I watch the games just like you do. And there's some pretty common themes to pay attention to. 26th in the league is the penalty kill, however. 75%. I don't think that's good enough to get them into the playoffs. That has to see a serious uptick. And if guys are... I'm a big believer in if you're not putting the puck in the net, you'd better find somewhere else to contribute on the ice. And... For guys on this team, and there's a lot of role players there, find that niche on the penalty kill. At least if you can shore up special teams, you know the power play is going to be good. If that first unit is playing a minute and a half of every two-minute power play, they're going to score. And that's been the theme. If Weidman can settle down and, and be more of an offensive contributor from the back end as he is billed to be, then the special teams will be all right. And that might be something that they can start building momentum with. Text comes in from uh, Jimmy in Edmonton saying, bottom line, you have to overpay guys to play in this market. There's no cap room, bad goaltending, lack of effort. There are too many issues to just blame Shirelli. We deserve better as a city. You do. I don't think that we're at the stage right now as much as, as we were previously with the team having to overpay to get guys to play in this market. It's a beautiful arena downtown. That factors in. You get to play with the player in the league right now in Connor McDavid. And you get a passionate fan base. People that'll take two hours out of their day to listen to this show every day and contribute every day. And somebody who contributes a lot on this show, Alex from Penticton. Let's get Alex on the line right now. He says, season's ticket holders have had enough. Things need to change. Alex, what's going on? Hello, how are you doing? I'm doing great today. How are you? Oh, not too bad. You know, I heard your comment about uh, (laughs) stop bellyaching. And I think that, you know what? We have to because uh, we've had enough, eh? We've had enough of Sorelli going back to... uh, trading the 15th, 16th pick, the 33rd overall, and he reached for Reinhardt, who wasn't even an NHL player, and and already an NHL player. When you pay that price, you expect to have an an NHL-ready player to step in, and that was the start of the fiasco. We've had enough. Bob Nicholson, have some guts, get rid of Sorelli, Mr. Kate, step in there, whoever it is, okay? The, 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 The price of a ticket... The price to buy a hot dog and hamburger at that beautiful rink. And it's, it's embarrassing. The whole league laughs at us year after year after year. What's the, what are they going to do now to screw up? What are, what are, who are they going to trade away? Gonna, the Larson for Hall trade was a fleece. Nothing more than a fleece. We got fleeced of the, an MVP-type player, the top left winger or one of them in the last five years. Okay, and you got a defensive defenseman, and you'll always hear it, eh? 
I remember, you know, the the press press conference. Well, you know, Larson, uh, you know, uh, you know, he's going to have some upside potential, and you know that he's on top yet. He's going to be a, just a, amazing. No, he isn't. Okay, he's what he is. He's a defensive defenseman. You traded a first team All Star MVP for a defensive defenseman. End of story, Matt. I, I, I'm I'm choked. I continue to be choked at this because Sorelli is still in the office, is still there, and we're not belly aching. We're, tell, we're telling the truth. That we're a joke. You go the people in Calgary, the people in Vancouver, they're laughing at us. They're saying, Sorelli, stay there, man. Stay in the chair. Sometime or later, we'll come calling. We'll fleece another one of your players. That's all I got, my friend. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate the call, Alex. Yeah, it's safe. When the team doesn't perform, there's going to be there's going to be kickback. We know that. We're going to step aside for our final news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. When we get back from that, Brad Lauer of the Edmonton Oil Kings is going to check in. Team dropped a couple games over the weekend. We'll talk Trey Fitzwilanski and more after the break. Brendan Escott here on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chad.